Welcome to Coping with Ghosting, the show that provides hope, healing, and understanding for anyone who has been ghosted. I'm your host, Greta, and today my guest is Amy Fiedler, certified holistic life coach, certified trauma support specialist, Reiki master, host of the Connect the Dots Bitch podcast, and author. Amy empowers individuals to stop people-pleasing, regulate their emotions, communicate in healthy ways, set boundaries, and increase self-respect. I'm so impressed with Amy and just delighted that she is here. So Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Greta. I'm excited to be here. My pleasure. Recently, you posted on your Instagram at Amy, the life coach. And for anyone who's listening and doesn't follow Amy, please go do so now. It's at Amy, the life coach. You posted about the differences between ghosting and self-respect. It was bursting with excellent information. And I really want to hold a space for you to break this down for listeners, because occasionally I'll hear, or I'll read a story about somebody who was quote unquote ghosted. But to me, it sounds like the ghost was really just respecting themselves. That happens a lot. So people seem to confuse self-respect with ghosting, right? They think if, if I don't like how I'm being treated, I can just not answer. I can just disappear. I can just disengage. But the truth is, is that nobody knows your boundary exists unless you communicate it. So if there's a conversation, if somebody lets you know this hurts my feelings. This makes me feel disrespected. I would rather not talk to you or see you anymore. That's a clear boundary. If that other person continues to overstep at that point, you have every right in the world to just disengage and no longer answer them because you already let them know what's up. But I think that's where everybody kind of like misses that that understanding. They think they don't have to talk. They don't have to let anybody know. And so they just ghost. And, and the thing is, is they ghost because they're too scared to speak up for themselves. They're too scared to set a boundary. They're too scared to let you know how they feel or what they need because they're fearful that you'll abandon them. And the, the irony here is that the person on the receiving end of being ghosted ends up feeling abandoned. So it's the very thing that the ghoster is avoiding. They make the other person feel. Yeah. In your Instagram post, you really, really pulled this whole thing apart. You say ghosting is when you are irritated and annoyed by someone's benign conversation and don't want to communicate what you are needing or wanting from them to stop that annoyance. Instead, you avoid the conversation by ignoring them. Yeah. It's kind of like this, like if it happens a lot in the context of dating, right? Or, but it happens with friendships. It happens with family members, but a lot more, I feel like in the dating realm. And what happens is you start talking to someone and you're trying to get to know them. So you're feeling out where their limitations are, right? Like you've, you've got to learn them and understand them in order to respect them and interact with them. And if somebody is rubbed the wrong way by somebody else. And they've got an insecurity about speaking up about it or, or how to speak up about it. They might just shut down. So it's often happening in, in very benign situations, right? Like, 
oh, you, you talk too much to the person the one day, or you ask too many questions and like, or they're overwhelmed at work and they don't know how to let you know, Hey, I'm a little busy right now. So they just stop answering it. And they assume you'll take the hint or they assume you'll like get the message just by their behavior. But that's again, where everybody misses in this situation is your behavior is one half of your communication. Your words are the other half. So if you just do something, but your words aren't there and you don't let other people know, nobody can read your mind. <laughs> you know, nobody knows what you're thinking or feeling or needing or wanting. And, and as I always say, I can't respect you unless you tell me what you need in order to feel respected. I love that. That is so powerful and important. And I think it's also a basic part of communication, but it's easy to overlook. Yeah. Yeah. It is easy to overlook because everybody misunderstands respect. You see how many layers there are to just like ghosting in general, right? It's like the confidence factor, the understanding of yourself. What do I need and want? How do I say it? How do I say it in a way that is not mean or, you know, is going to be received well. And then that other part is like, you know, I hope that they can respect me for what I'm asking. They're not going to judge me or attack me, or I'm not going to receive any form of backlash or punishment, all reasons why people won't speak up and they'll shut down instead. But but they'll misunderstand what respect is and assume that respect means obedience and control. So in other words, it's kind of like, I need you to do this and you just need to do it. And then I'll feel respected. Whereas that's not a boundary. A boundary is, Hey, I need this and I'm going to let you know, that's what I need. And then you come back and say, cool, well, here's what I'm able to do. And we find common ground. And more times than not, that's what a boundary looks like. It's not just you shouting a demand, like, don't talk to me anymore. Click. That's not a boundary. You know, a boundary would be, I'm not connecting with you anymore. I don't enjoy our conversations. They make me feel X, Y, and Z. And so I think, you know, maybe we're just better off not talking as much anymore. You've let them know what's up. You've helped them understand why and where you're coming from. And then you've given them a little more context in order to respect you. Right. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Click leaves a million questions for people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Right. And when those people have just themselves to question, it becomes self-blame. Yes. It becomes torturous. I mean, just I've been there and when I'm in the dark and I don't know why somebody just didn't call me back, it is the most infuriating, frustrating, painful thing. In the past, I turned inward on myself and blamed myself. So yeah. Yeah. When when there's unanswered questions, we are left to fill in the blank, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't know what that other person's thinking. So you fill in the blank with your own self-doubt and your own fears and your own trauma and all of that. So you harm more people than, than you really want when you leave unspoken words in a situation, because now they're left to assume 
And nothing good comes from that because they're never going to assume the truth because they don't know your truth because you didn't communicate your truth. Right. So it's really important to communicate what you want. If you're concerned about being mean when you're communicating your boundary, the tone in which you do it is really important. You know, don't yell or shout. And if the other person doesn't respect that boundary, that's on them, right? It's because only you can control your own actions and what you want. Yeah. A thousand percent. You're not responsible for the behavior, the reaction, the perception other people have of you. If you know that you communicated something in a mature, kind, compassionate way, and you were honest with yourself, how they receive that information is completely on them. And, and you just have to uphold your boundary, right? So, so your tone of voice in delivering, and I I think this is the other part is that a lot of people think that like those demands and those threats are boundaries and they're not. And then they're wondering why people can't respect them. And you're kind of like, you're not really communicating a boundary (laughs) when, when you just shout demands at people. Whereas if I come at you and I say, listen, I'm feeling really stressed lately. I'm overwhelmed. I care about our friendship, but I don't really have the time right now to like text you all the time. Why don't we catch up in a week or two? I'll give you a call. We can set a date. And, and we can like catch up then, right? There's a clear understanding of like, what's going on with me, why I'm acting this way. And, and let me meet you in the middle. Cause I see that you want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I wish that some of my friends who ghosted me would have been able to say something like that. It would have, you know, prevented tons of pain mm-hmm. on my end. And additionally, I really like how you used I statements yeah. On that entire example, that was just really clear and well done. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah. Cause I statements are really important. They remove blame. They remove attack in a situation. And, and what we are, a lot of people are instinctually prone to do in situations where there's emotion and pain behind it is they want to do the you right? Well, you did this and you did this and you did this. So now I'm doing this. There's no personal accountability in that communication. Mm -hmm. Whereas I fully own what I need and want, which again is a level of confidence not everybody has. And we don't think that way until we're in a situation where we're ghosted, we blame ourselves. And when we actually process and work through that, you realize that you weren't actually the insecure one. You were the one wanting to communicate and understand and respect the person who just dipped out, shut down, silenced themselves. They were the one insecure. They were the one with the issue. Mm -hmm. And on here, on your Instagram post, you mentioned that ghosting is a covert form of abuse. Yeah. I get a lot of flack for that. (laughs) You do? Yeah. A lot of people don't. Well, first of all, a lot of people just seem to chalk abuse up to physical abuse Mm -hmm. and they neglect to realize that there's psychological forms of abuse that are a little less visible to the eye, but are very much in our day-to-day interactions Mm -hmm. and, you know, covert forms of abuse, like ghosting or the silent treatment or things like that 
are really harmful. As you know, I've experienced being ghosted. You've experienced being ghosted. I'm sure probably 90% of the people that you have ever talked to have been ghosted at some point or another. And it's, it's so detrimental to somebody's mental and emotional health to just disappear, go silent, not give any understanding or respect. Like there's not even basic human decency happening when somebody just completely disappears. And I'm somebody who always goes to the compassionate side of things. So I would always lean into, I hope you're okay. Are you alive? Like, did you die? Are you in the hospital? Because I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And then when those are silenced, right? There's no response to things like that. Then it became obvious to me, like, well, either you're dead or (laughs) you just like have no human decency to like recognize that like someone just needed you to tell them, Hey, I don't want to talk anymore. Hey, I'm busy or Hey, I'm sick or whatever. Right. Yeah. I just, wonder sometimes people they're in these abusive or unsafe relationships and they don't even realize it. And I just would love for you to provide a few examples of what an abusive or an unsafe relationship could look like. Sure. So anything that I would chalk up to like an unhealthy or toxic relationship, right? Abusive, things like that falls under the category of behavior as like, they're, they're not communicative. That's first, right? You've got to like pull the information out of them. They don't want to resolve conflict. So when there's a problem, they sweep it under the rug or they just shut down or they're like, get over it. So they invalidate your feelings. They are demanding and, and sometimes threatening and controlling and punishing, like you're going to do what they want you to do, but your voice doesn't matter. Your feelings don't matter. You don't get a space to feel heard. So they're very unsupportive, non-communicative or would uncommunicative. I always mess up words, but you, I mean, you've listened to my podcast. So <laughs> yes, yeah. quite often. All good. I'm like, ah, uh, which one is it? We'll figure it out. <laughs> I feel like it could be either or, but they don't, they don't communicate they shut down, they avoid, they give the silent treatment, they invalidate, they attack, punish, judge, criticize, threat, dismiss. I mean, I could go on and on, but I think that's a heavy chunk of what we're looking at here is like, I grew up in an environment and and I have a good relationship with my parents now, but the environment could be considered abusive. It was by the dynamic of my parents with us. And they weren't always doing it purposefully. They were just doing it mindlessly. They didn't know their behavior was unhealthy because of how they were raised. And I think we also have to, and and a big part of my work is that we have to factor that into the equation that sometimes you're in an unhealthy relationship. You don't recognize it because you're used to that behavior. That was always me. I was used to unhealthy, abusive behavior. So I became very tolerant of it because of how I was raised. So it was easy to lean into men that were critical and threatening and demanding and invalidating because that was the type of behavior that was my home environment. And we always look for what feels like home, even if home was unhealthy. 
Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think a lot of people will relate to that. I just want you to go over one last point that you made on your Instagram post, which is individuals who ghost usually struggle with low self-esteem, self-worth, honest and transparent communication, self-respect, clear and health healthy boundaries. Their Mm -hmm. behavior usually comes from fear of rejection, conflict, punishment, attack, and abandonment. Ironically, their unhealthy coping leaves the other feeling these exact ways. And you kind of touched on this at the beginning, but just circling back because I just was so blown away with individuals who ghost usually struggle with low self-esteem, self-worth. So I do have compassion for the people that ghost. Yeah, they're they're scared to speak up. I think what happens, and this would happen to me when I was in those situations, as the person being ghosted, you feel insecure, right? You feel like you're needy because you need them to communicate. But what you're needing is actually really healthy and they're incapable of giving it. So I think those words help people kind of reframe the situation and then validate your experience and your feelings, because the truth is, is that they're insecure and they don't know how to cope with it in a healthy way. And they revert to this really unhealthy form of coping, which is, let me just disappear on them. They'll take a hint because they're scared of that possible conflict, right? Like somebody questioning them or, you know, maybe a little pushback, They don't know how to say, like a lot of the questions I get from people online are, how do I even say this to somebody? I'm like, Mm. just say it. What do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? How you just say it, just be yourself and be honest. I think we stifle ourselves when we think there's a right way to say something. The more you practice speaking up for yourself and really taking ownership, using those I statements, it becomes second nature. But they don't, they don't have that, right? A lot of them are traumatized and, and then they ghost. And like, you'll see, if you go scan the comment section of some of my ghosting posts, you'll see that there's people in there that are like, I ghost and I'm proud of it. And I read those comments and I'm just like, I'm not going to comment to them, but my heart breaks that they have reverted to that as a tool and they think it's okay. Right. And, and they're just going to be like that for a period of time until it doesn't work for them anymore. And who knows how long that will be. Right. It could be decades, 25 years. And then they <laughs> then they might want to change, change their behavior pattern. But but a lot of people do it because they misunderstand it. They think they're respecting themselves when they're not. And a lot of people do it because they're traumatized, terrified, fearful of, of communicating and and, and really setting those boundaries with other people in their life, which is the only way you're going to cultivate healthy relationships. Right. I have one last question for you. Is there anything else you want to let listeners know about ghosting in general? Sure. I think if I were to leave you with anything, it's this. If, if you're in a situation and you're always honest, you're always open, you're always transparent, you're clear in setting your own boundaries then you're always going to be respecting yourself. And it's going to hurt a lot less if they can't measure up to that. I think we get really hurt in a situation where someone ghosts when we're not completely respecting ourselves. 
And then we feel really abandoned because really partially we've abandoned our own needs and our own wants. So I think if you're always staying on top of speaking up when you need something, when you want something, when you feel something and really setting the tone for your relationships and setting boundaries, it's going to weed out the people who, who can't meet you there. And that's going to hurt you significantly less than if you were tolerating other people and not doing those things. And then they just vanished on you. Then you're like, really? I sacrificed this to be here for you. And now you vanished, right? That causes an immense amount of pain as well. So yeah, stay, stay true to yourself and, and always communicate your needs and wants. Brilliant. Great advice. And I know that you have a lot of wonderful resources online to help people do just that. So, so how can people find you? Of course. So as you mentioned, I'm on Instagram. That's kind of like the main place I hang out, which is at Amy, the life coach. And you'll find, if you go to my Instagram page, the highlights right under the bio, there's one labeled ghosting. So that will take you to all of the free content and guidance that I have on that topic on my page. And if you were looking for more, if you were looking for like full length video classes, I have an online resource center that you can access through the link in my Instagram bio called the inner genius. And you'll find classes on ghosting, communicating, setting boundaries, and all of this stuff that I talk about. This has been wonderful. You have provided so much food for thought. I really appreciate your being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, be sure to remember when you are ghosted, you have more time to connect with yourself and those who truly appreciate you. You deserve the best. And one last thing, please connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at Coping with Ghosting and be sure to download my free Coping with Ghosting guide on those platforms or on copingwithghosting.com.